Hi there. Welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Wednesday night, September 3rd, 20, actually September 2nd, 2020. Thursday is September 3rd, but I don't care. He's Tristan H. Cockroft. Kyle Safi produces and researches our show, and I am Eric Carabell. Tristan, how are you today? It's a beautiful Wednesday. Do, 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 do. So, like, when I open the show every week now, like, I... I don't know whether I should say it's Wednesday night or Thursday morning because nobody's listening Wednesday night. But it's, it's like a little of both, a little of that, and a little of this. Uh, and there was a little of that and a little of this in the trade deadline. Not maybe not as many names moved and any big names, but there were some after our last show. We'll talk about that today. We'll More trades than we thought, right? Um, you know, I guess there was some bullpen stuff. Um, I think it was more overall trades. It might not have been the big needle movers, but it was more trades. All right, well, let's get into that right now. Who was – so because the big names are not winners or losers in the trade deadline for fantasy purposes. Nothing really changes with Mike Clevenger. Not much, okay, to me. He goes to a better ballpark, but now he has to pay, pitch in cores too, I guess. Actually, he doesn't this season. But Clevenger's great anyway. I didn't really move him in my rankings. And Starling Marte, I didn't really move him in my rankings. So is there anybody you could say that was traded that was a real winner or a loser? I guess the, the closers who got traded could be losers or they don't – keep closer jobs but yeah yeah they're probably the big losers which we can dive very deeply into i would say that the big winner is a lesser name in fantasy and that's josh naylor who i don't think is all that good <laughs> to be honest you're now, right you're right but but he was a guy who wasn't playing who now moves into a great opportunity to play so you wrote your excellent three pickups column today and you have josh naylor in there and he should be the left fielder for Cleveland, even though he's not a good outfielder. But um, what do you think he could do? Like, because I refuse to do it for the next 30 days or 25 days. There's only 25 days left of this silly irregular season. But what is Josh Naylor overall for 2021? Assume Cleveland gives him 500 plate appearances. What do you think he would do? He's probably going to give you a batting average in the 270s somewhere. Uh, pretty close to the projection on that. I don't think it's going to be as variable as the walks and K rates suggest they might be for him. A little better for the walk leagues. Probably hits somewhere in the range of 15 home runs. Could bump that up to 20 maybe. There is the power that if he does elevate his launch angle, it's 25. And that's where if he's at a bargain next year, maybe I'd be in. But you're right. He's, he's not a knock-your-socks-off kind of player. He's going to be one of the ones that in the late rounds, if he has a locked-in job, you'll be happy to take his outfielder four or five probably. Yeah, I would call him a not. I'm not so much an afterthought in mixed leagues, but yeah, I'm not really thinking of him in mixed leagues, and I'm not thinking of Randy Rosarena either of Tampa. He picks up the plate appearances that were uh, traded away by uh, his name escapes me, but Jose Martinez. Yep, Jose Martinez, and Rosarena should be a better player. He can steal a base, a little bit of pop. Um, but again, not a guy you need to pick up in a mixed league. Is it really all about the closer? I guess Zach Plesac is a winner because he gets a rotation spot with Clevenger traded. That's interesting. I would say Mackenzie Gore is a loser in this trade deadline because now I don't know if the Padres bring him up. I would agree with you on that. And I still have great hope for Gore's future. But yeah, you're right. This does diminish the chances we see him in a meaningful role. I I think, if anything, the Padres look at him as, could we bring him up, make him a short reliever, ease him into that for the playoff run and the next year he's a starter? Robbie Ray and Mike Miner were both traded. I don't think either one of them has to be rostered in a standard ESPN league or points league. Or Roto. Um, Robbie VR. Ray. Robbie Ray, I've got to point out, though, throwing him as a uh, a long man. They're not going to yeah. start him initially. 
Right. Do you think that helps, or does that do anything for him? I, I think because his comments after having done it yesterday suggested that he had a different approach to the control problems, that's a positive, but the role is a clear negative to me. All it does for him is it makes it likely he gets the last out in the fifth inning, so if the Blue Jays are winning at the time, he'll pick up a couple extra wins, and I'm not, I'm not investing. I'm with you on yeah, that. I, the I, point is, he wasn't pitching long enough in games to get wins. Yep, yep. Now, so first it, outing, he, he didn't walk everybody. Are you going to take him now? No, I don't. I don't want. I, he's still a walker. He's a he's a bad walker. Mm-hmm. I can't look. I dumped him in a league because I, I, I you like you. You told me the ERA and WHIP probably won't get appreciably better. I haven't looked at the standings all week because I I'm mad. But like I, you know, I didn't want him anymore. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and then Mike Miner, there's rumor he might be in Oakland's bullpen. So I, I just don't think there's a whole lot there. Jazz Chisholm got a call up though today or yesterday. With VR gone and Chisholm of Miami, um, your thoughts on him? I wrote in in my blog entry on Wednesday that he's a better shed long, very toolsy, not a batting champion, but some power, some speed. Could hit at the top of a lineup, can take a walk. Is that fair, or is that not enough? No, I I think that's a fair assessment. I I see. I see a path to being a great player, but it's not a very high probability outcome. He'd need a lot of things to go right, and he'd need to develop very quickly at the major league level, I think, in order to reach that ceiling. So that's a dart. Like like for next year in a redraft league, that's I'll happily throw the dart. Maybe in NL only leagues deeper than standard for ESPN. Power-speed combo is pretty appealing, but it also could be that he just doesn't pan out and it's two to three years of overrating the guy and, and drafts. The other thing, too, is we're talking a lot about Jess Chisholm. He might be here for a day because when Isan Diaz gets back on the team, when he gets approved to rejoin them, he might take over second base and Chisholm goes back to the alternate site. I don't think he's, So he might be like Christian Pache, which I also said is possible. Correct. Yep. I don't think Isan Diaz is that good. Um, I'd like to see Chisholm play. Frankly, the biggest winner to me was an ancillary guy. He wasn't traded, but he was involved. When Ro- when Ross Stripling got traded, that means that Tony Gonsolin is in a rotation for the Dodgers. Let's see it. Let's see if he's better than Dustin May. Let's see if both of them are rosterable in a 10-team standard. I, I think Gonsolin's really good. Um, he's allowed one run this entire season and four starts. I'm not saying he's an ace, but if you told me Tony Gonsolin's a top 50 guy next year, I'd believe it. I do like your thinking here, actually. Uh, I do have to remind that. <laughs> no, it... <laughs> it only took 15 years of being president. Yeah. You know, whatever. For more than 15 years? Don't shortchange our friendship here. Come on, man. When did we meet? <laughs> we had bacon together as far back as 2002. When did I foolishly hire you? 2004. All right. Yeah. A day that yeah. Was living I know it's the worst decision you ever made, but what are you going to do? <laughs> they, they took me out of managing when I did that. Um, okay. All right. So, so this is where I like it. Your Gonsolin thinking is that the fact that uh, with the Alex Wood rehab path, they're definitively talking about, about him as a relief pitcher. So now what I see is they look at Gonsolin as a regular and they look at Alex Wood as the guy who takes Gonsolin's spot because, you know, the Dodgers have not allowed anybody to start on four days rest all year. So I'm with you. I think that's a committed spot. I like it. Um, uh, let's move off of the trade deadline. Our pal Todd Zold recently tweeted out, I'll have what Brad Miller is having. Um, now, I like that. And Brad Miller was the trivia answer on um, on Sunday Night Show. I couldn't remember exactly what the question was, but I, I lied and wrote about it anyway. But 
at some point, if Brad Miller keeps doing this, even in a platoon role, we're going to have to add him in standard mixed leagues. He was one of the three to add, I think, last week. And I wasn't even thinking about the ESPN standard leagues. You're right. He has locked himself into a regular role. He's clearly done something. The isolated power is over 300 each of this year and last year. And he had that great September. And he's got multiple eligibility for ESPN. I, Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Would you rather would you rather add Brad Miller in an ESPN standard, Roto or points, or Alex Dickerson who had three home runs on Tuesday night? I would I would rather add Miller. Of course. And 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 there is I would too. one little piece that leans me that way, and that is that the Cardinals do have more games by a lot than the rest of the league. That's a good point. A lot of double headers, and since Miller's the DH he probably would get to play in those double headers. You know, whereas like they might sit an outfielder or they're short of Paul DeYoung or or their catcher. Lean on the utility um, men with the would, teams that have double headers because they have multiple ways for them to get spots. I like that you brought up the DH position and he's been earning time at the top of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Brad Miller. I he, I liked him as a Philly. He was a pinch hitter and then, you know, when they got out of the race, he wasn't. Um, 41 home runs on Tuesday. That's an awful lot, man. And I didn't feel like August was a very heavy home run month as compared to yeah. most of last season. But I hope that's not a precursor oh. to September, man. Because I, I 38 of them I were like by the that. Giants, so come on. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and did you see the poor gray, unrelated yeah. gray right-handers? Mm. I mean, Sonny was like kind of in the Cy Young you know, conversation, and then he doesn't get out of the first inning. And your boy John Gray, who I will never want to roster – you know, I know it was at Coors, but even in road games, he's he's no better. You want to know something? <laughs> he's no better. So I, I've <laughs> I've moved more towards not rostering Gray. And when is the day that I roster John Gray in the league in which I'm doing the best so far? Like my highest standing team. This is the only time in any league I've rostered John Gray. It was yesterday. Well, you yeah. learned your lesson. That did not help my standing. I can tell you that. So 41 homers Tuesday, and the previous Tuesday only 28. I, again, I hope it's not a harbinger of what's going to happen for the entire month. Um, let me ask you about uh, your your ace, Garrett Cole. Are you concerned? It's a lot of home runs. It's a high ERA. Um, the whip is fine. The Ks are fine. And But he looked befuddled after the last game, talking to reporters on Zoom. It was almost like he's really frustrated that something's wrong. Now, let's remember, last season for the first, I don't know, seven, eight weeks, he wasn't all that great. Well, this season only lasts eight weeks. <laughs> is that going to happen again, or are we going to see three? Yeah, after that lengthy win streak he had, he's now dropped back-to-back decisions. So, uh, and I like that. The, so you bring up the pre, uh, the post game. What I've noticed from watching him in these games is that he does seem perplexed, especially by the home run. So my suspicion then becomes: Is this about the adjustment to Yankee Stadium and dealing with that short porch? He's seeing it much more often now as a home team pitcher than he was as a visiting pitcher. So I'm going to cut him a little of a break from that standpoint because I think he's going to adapt to it, get used to it. But it is going to affect his ERA, and this is what I put in the write-up at the time that he signed as a free agent: is that deal with the higher ERA. If you have an opportunity to buy, I'm in. Sign me up. All in. Right. I assume everybody's trade deadline is passed. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know about all my I got my, my leagues, keeper one Monday. Man, how? Yeah, it's got to be mm-hmm. like Labor Day weekend, um, I would think. And by the way, we're not doing any shows Labor Day weekend. But because um, they told us we couldn't. But I, I would say. It's a holiday, man. 
<laughs> it's a I am I am so You can't get us off our hammocks on a holiday. Um, I'm definitely going to sit on my hammock on this holiday. I I will say that. Um, all right, let's move along here. Combo meals. What do we got? You want to sing the song? It's a combo meal. Combo. Combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. Uh, looks like we've got only two players doing it. Paul DeYoung and then Brandon Crawford in that crazy game where three Giants had six runs batted in each. <laughs> wow. Crawford had like 10 the entire season. Um, you already sh- – I mean, Paul DeYoung doesn't have to be rostered in every league. He's not having a great season. He's okay. But he probably should be rostered. Crawford, you don't have to the roster. DeYoung's the quintessential um, middle infielder yeah. in an ESPN standard. Right, like I think in 2021 he could go back to hitting 30 home runs, but he yeah. might hit 240. Not going to yep. steal that many bases. He's fine, but this is what he is. And, and what he did in 2019 was probably, or 18 was probably a surprise. Um, let's move along now to the close of Carousel. <laughs> Sing it for us. All right, there you go. Um, okay, so the guys that were traded. Um, I think Trevor Rosenthal, I think he has a good shot at being the closer for San Diego. Do you agree with that? You remember I, I approached that with skepticism when you raised that, that that was your prediction. I am now much more on board with that prediction. They did use, uh, I believe it was Pomerantz was in the eighth, and they used uh, uh, Rosenthal in the ninth in the game in which they won, but it wasn't a save situation. And to me, that does signal that's the order. Well, they... They dumped Emilio Pagano on the injury list today. I mean, but, but as far hurt. as Pomerantz having a right, you know, he, he has a stake to that closer's job, and I think there could be matchup opportunities. But the fact that they went in that order in a game that didn't really matter, but they had the lead, hints that. That yep. tells you everything you need to know. And you said steak, and I could definitely use some steak. Ah, so could I. Um, <laughs> I got some pizza waiting for me. I'll send some your way. Uh, please do. Um, what other clothes? Michael Givens was traded. He, I don't think he's, he might be Colorado's yes. setup man, uh, to, to Daniel Bard. He was yep. on Wednesday afternoon. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a great um, pitcher, but if you have to take Cincinnati. setup, then, you know, why not? Archie or Razel. So David Bell said today, well, Wednesday that, uh, he looks at Iglesias as the guy, but he didn't say it in a way that sounded locked in definitive. So I think Iglesias is on a short leash. More saves the rest of the year. Archie Bradley, James Karinchak, or Hunter Harvey? A great question. I would instantly go to Harvey based on the probability of the role, but I'm tempted on Karinchak. But Brad Hands. He is. Too, I think Karinchak's a very good player. He had two shaky outings most recently. Haven't checked where he's uh, at today if he's appeared. But um, yeah, that that's me wanting Karinchak to get a chance of the job Harvey, because you bring him up. I mean, the, the, uh, Brandon Hyde had said about demoting Cole Sulcer to the lower pressure situations for now while he's struggling. He got hammered today and Harvey, while not so sharp since he's come back, it's a commitment. I like the fact that they gave a commitment to a guy fresh off injury. Can you make the case that in a dynasty format, James Karinchak is already a top five relief pitcher in a dynasty format? Yeah, you're thinking, you know, two, three years out of the way in advance. We know Karinczak has saves in his future. You could talk me into this. I I want to. Yeah, I I I want to 
I want to sign off, sign off on that. Yeah. Because some of these borderline top 10 closers, man, I don't know if they're going to be closing well, next year. You're bringing in the philosophy you know? of, of dynasty leagues is that do you invest in the better pitcher or do you invest in what you think the role is going to be next year? Nah, you want to invest in a, in a dominant relief arm. Who's not going to be a starter. That's basically how I look at it. You know, I mean, I'm trying to think like, obviously Josh Hader's a uh-huh. little bit different. Okay. Uh-huh. He's a monster. All right. He still hasn't allowed a hit all year. Uh, you're your boy in the Yankees. I won't say his name. Nice. Throw at someone's head. That's smart. He's up there. He's still going to be uh-huh. their closer next year. Liam Hendricks will be uh-huh. Oakland's closer next year. Um, I can't find too many more others that are healthy right now. I mean, maybe a Sunya, but he might have Tommy John. Um, who else? Giles, are, you never know. That are going Lanston, to no. be closers next year? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, well, I mean, like, there's a good probability that some of these guys will be closers, but maybe not in a year and a half, maybe yeah. not by 2022. I'm just saying, like, I think Karinchak is there. He's in the top five. I don't know if Kirby Yates is pitching next year. He yeah. might have surgery. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's a fair – Taylor Rogers, I think it's a fair point. And when I first approached the any of the long term ranking exercises, I do just strip the saves from these relief pitchers. But because I have a 2021 mind in rankings already, I'm just beginning to think about it. I do think about what the role will be next year. And I know that influences me just a little bit. I mean, I'm tempted to put Jordan Romano in the top 10, but I I think that's a little premature. He didn't have the track record in the minors that Karinchak did. But I like – I can make the case that Jordan Romano is drawn – Where do you stand year. on Devin Williams? So, I, I – you know what? If he was on about 15 other teams, he'd be closing right so now. So why would that be different than Karinchak? He would. Because I think Karinchak pushes Brad Hand aside or Cleveland trades Brad Hand because he gets too expensive. Isn't he a free agent? I, I, I Yeah, he I might be. Know. I know Hand sure. is certainly approaching. Pretty sure Hand is a free agent and they just – Well, why would you? They're him. contending. But, um, yeah, he's a Three-year deal in eighteen. Yeah, he's a free agent after the season. There was a buyout, so he for they, they could they could keep the him in twenty twenty-one. But yeah, it's a ten I, million I team point. option, so that's that's a judgment call. Yeah. Right. All right. Anyway, any other closer news? I think Greg Holland's clearly Kansas, uh, Kansas City's guy, and he's pitched well the past couple of weeks. And as long as Giles and Ramon are out, Anthony Bass, who's really kind of average by the way, uh, is the closer for Toronto. And Seattle, it looks like Yoshi Hirano, believe it or not. Do you? Which do I do you, believe. Would you invest? Yeah, that's, care? No. that's the thing. No. Uh, I mean, if you said Hunter Harvey or Yoshi Hirano, yeah. I would take Harvey. But the fact is, we've talked about Hunter Harvey so much, and he still never saved a game. You raised so, Arizona on the show the other day. We still don't have great clarity there. The other one I would I would mention is that Ryan Helsley being activated for the Cardinals. Just, so do I, I but do you think they committed yeah, a little bit? I don't think they are. I think it's Gallegos. Um, but, you know, that, that could change tonight. I think Junior Guerra is, is, is Arizona's first choice. He was their clear setup guy. Mm, but, um, they've used Crichton, again, too. Could be Crichton. Could be Crichton. It's, that's a tough one for the Di- The All Diamondbacks right. are one where I'll watch. I don't know that there's going to be any value there, ultimately. Thursday's schedule, ESPN Plus has Jay Happ and Robert Gesellman. Um, a, lot of, a lot of these games weren't on the schedule originally, people, so please make sure you look at the schedule every day because there is day action on Thursday. Um, trying to think of it. any pitchers here that we need to dis- – we need to discuss Zach Eflin of Philadelphia. He's pitched well of late, can, can miss bats. 
Is there any interest there for you? Zach Guffin versus Taiwan Walker the rest of the season. I'm going to take Walker there. I'm not. And not because of a Philly bias. I don't. I just don't trust Taiwan Walker to stay healthy or to pitch well. And I don't think he's pitching all that well. First outing was fine for Toronto. And this is at Fenway. Uh-huh. I'll give you that over Philly's uh-huh. facing the Nationals. But, I mean, you would take well, Dylan Cease yeah, over both Yeah, I would take Cease over both. Uh, so what, this is why I'm going Walker. Uh, I think I can extract the matchups I want from Walker more than I could from Eflin. But do you disagree with that? Do you think there's something more than that with Eflin? More than a matchups guy. I think I, I do. I think in 2021, Eflin could be that proverbial 12 wins, 375 ERA, 8.2 K9 guy. Wow. He I actually, the K rate is better than I expected with him. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Like he's, this is like, this was a guy that was just ruined by the 2019 manager. Huh. Who's a terrible manager. And I do, I and I think that Zach Eflin is better than that, and he's pitched well so far this year. The Phillies have three three starting pitchers, maybe uh-huh. Spencer Howard, and they should boot Jake Arrieta if they want to win yeah, anything. Arrieta's but, contract comes up um, after this year, doesn't it? Or was it? He's done. Yeah, yeah. they buy him out after this season. Okay. So I think Zach yeah. Eflin, there's something there. I'm not going to say I would take him over Dylan Cease, who's still available in 40 percent of ESPN leagues, and he's pitched every start in August was a good one. Although he walked six on his most recent outing. But two earned runs, basically. Dylan Cease is consistent. I just think Eflin is right there. Maybe that's the AL and NL. I mean, in this case, Cease getting Kansas City in Kansas City drives tomorrow's – or today's. (laughs) Tomorrow, today's. It drives the Thursday decision. But if you're talking long-term – yeah, I'm going to look a little closer at Eflin now that you've alerted me to it. Well, that, that's what I'm here to not change your mind, but to get you thinking. Uh, Friday night on ESPN Plus, Jack Flaherty and you Darvish. What a matchup that is between rivals, Cardinals, and Cubs. You Darvish, I think, right now, I would say is the NL yeah. Cy Young Award winner. I don't know well, why I doubt Free, him. Max Freed deserves some love Looks there, great. too, but Darvish had a great year. Um, all fair. Philly just got a couple runs off Max Scherzer in the fourth inning here. Scherzer's, you know, great again, but. This would be nice. You know, National sent out that tweet embarrassing the Phillies. They've lost four consecutive games at the Phillies, and it's a couple of the Nationals were falling almost inescapably um, so that, out of the playoff race. By the way, that's their record true. is worse than I. I, guess, I, I mean, it, the second wild card team in the National League has, is as a five. I still record. think the Nationals are making the playoffs, but a week ago, if I had said that, I, I felt a lot more comfortable saying it a week ago than I do today. Uh, Battle of Florida on Friday. Pablo Lopez and Josh Fleming. I know you would take Lopez over Fleming, but considering who they're facing, who would you take Friday? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm asking a lot of questions of you today. It's a rare day. You always have good questions. I just (laughs) say this a lot because they're all good questions. You know, heck with it. I'm going to take Fleming in that game. I, I honestly, if he was on about twenty-five other teams, I wouldn't. Yeah. But he's on Tampa Bay, I, and his fiery manager. Oh, I loved his comments post game, except for the last one. But I, I, I think I trust that that team to. It's, to it's a Tampa right. game in that ballpark against Miami. Miami's not the worst offense out there, but I consider that a good matchup. Matchup plus, especially them on the road. The other Fleming's going to probably. This is the problem. Fleming's going to throw four and a third great innings, and Lopez is going to go six. That. 
Wins should be abolished. I know. In real life and fantasy. But in innings pitch league, six innings versus four and a third makes a difference. At what point do we have to take Zach Davies of the Padres seriously? Or at no point? I can't go, I can't go past the matchup. I, mean, I just can't, I can't go one. past the matchup. Uh, you're right. You're right. It's the Dakota Hudson conundrum. When are we on board with Dakota Hudson? When are we on board with Zach Davies? Davies has got more Ks than I expected. 37 and 41 and a third is, is a better rate than I was expecting from him. So, I mean, Marco Gonzalez just threw a complete game in his last outing against a decent team. Like, I, I, I don't know what people are waiting for on Marco Gonzalez. You want to wait till September 20th to pick him up, go ahead. But he's, he's pitching fine. He pitched fine last year. Zach Davies is pitching fine. You know, he shouldn't Jersey be. Jersey Orange on the pitching me. side is not a bad strategy this year. Um, what about Dane Dunning and Brady Singer on Friday night? Dane Dunning, I've seen him on added in a couple of my leagues. Uh, people are bidding on him. Do you think there's anything there with Dane Dunning? He had impressive first two outings. It was good amount of K's in the first, and I think it was five no hit innings. Five no hit innings, yeah, in his next. But they were Detroit, KC, and they were home games. So those matchups play right into his hands. I need to see a little more evidence, but I think he's he's got that matchups appeal for sure. Dustin May, good ERA, never gets lit. Eight strikeouts in his past four starts. Is that right? That's awful. <laughs> I That's know. We come on, miss some bats. Saturday night, Eric Fetty, who you don't want, and Max Fried, who you do want. Washington at Atlanta. And you're right. Washington, you know, they're going to have to start winning some series here if they're going to make it in the playoffs, or Miami will beat them out. I think Cincinnati and Milwaukee have a better shot than Miami, but still. Washington's going to have to leapfrog a bunch of teams. At some point, you know, maybe they just won't do it. And they'll start. The thing that scares me is like, if they're still like five games out of a playoff berth with like two and a half weeks to go, which is in two weeks or a week and a half. And Scherzer, you know, has a sore hamstring. He's he's done. That's it. I was just offered Scherzer, in fact, in a keeper league. And I just couldn't do it. I did not. It it was not the slam dunk, dunk that I expected it should be. I uh, I just traded for him in a league where a guy wanted Bo Bichette, and I said no, and then we reworked it, and I traded away Luis Patino and Nate Pearson, which might seem like a lot, kind of but I have a shot to win, so I, I got sure for Dynasty now. League, um, nothing else. Is it Keeper League? Dynasty What's League? That? What was it? Yeah, it's an Adenu, so prices oh, so they go yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, this is in our league. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, you should have made that. I you remember know. you should have made that trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. That was, <laughs> I did make that trade. I tried to make more, but like there's only I remember like two based on the prices, you, you should have made that um, trade. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday night baseball on ESPN is Dakota Hudson, the aforementioned against John Lester, who's pitched fine, but I still think it's a risk to roster him. There's actually a game after that in Dodger Ten, Stadium. And a Sunday. That? Wow. Um, yeah, that's rough. So that that'll like. You know, a lot in a lot of leagues, the deadline is like midnight on Sunday night. You know, to for fat bidding. Man, I don't even know what I'm going to bid on in labor right now. I like, I, I guess I'll bid on Clevenger, but then I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even care. Um, what else is who are the pitchers that we need to talk about for so? Wow, Nolan yeah. Degrom, that's fun. Ian yep. Anderson, second half yes. looked pretty good. They too. have hedged a little bit on whether he does pitch that day, but right now they are locked into it. I like that. I like the firm commitment to him. Good stuff. Shane Bieber's on ESPN2 at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. It's the last Sunday before pro mm-hmm. football starts. So watch your baseball this Sunday. And then, you know, I know you're going to watch football anyway. But 
did you expect that Shane Bieber would get even better when it came to strikeout rate? Because he has the most strikeouts ever through. No, but I did like the fact that after last year, where he was retooling, tinkering with some of his pitches, he did it again. The spring training tried to refine that a little bit. Love the pitchers who are always thinking about how to better themselves. And he did. Um, Sonny Gray better not get lit up in Pittsburgh <sighs> or then we worry. Isn't it amazing how fast yeah. narratives change? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's great. One bad outing, and now he better pitch well against Pittsburgh in their yeah. pitcher ballpark. Do you remember? That was, that, that was the trivia but about I, two least, teammates with great ERAs, and it's all gone now. <laughs> eh, so much. All right, let's bring in our pal Kyle here. He's got trivia and then some hash browns. Kyle, welcome back. Appreciate what do you got that. We today? do have some trivia. You guys touched on Pablo Lopez, and you guys are actually fading him to his matchup. But I've got pro Pablo Lopez trivia. He's got six straight starts. With at least five innings and no more than two earned runs this season, who are the two pitchers under the age of twenty-five to do that last season? To have how many in a row? Six, at least six. Of five plus and two or under. Two or under. Spoiler alert: both guys went over six. If that matters. I have an idea on one of them. I'll let you guys sink your teeth into that while we get to some trip or uh, hash browns here. From Swift, he's got the stretch run coming up, obviously. He wants to know if he can realistically move on from J.D. Martinez in a redraft league. He's hitting around 200 with twice as many strikeouts as RBI. That is a guy who is getting shut down early. There is no reason for the Red Sox to continue to run J.D. Martinez out there. If something is the least bit wrong with him, they couldn't trade him away. Uh, Maybe nobody wanted the contract. 208, three home runs. I have him in that same league where I traded for Scherzer, and like I think I sat him the other day for like Travis Shaw. I, I know I hate to do that, but his OPS is down 270 points, and this is not. And he just got hit by a pitch like Sunday, so it doesn't account for the first month. But can you really drop JD? Like, at what point would you, winner of leagues, actually drop JD Martinez? I probably, I, I probably wouldn't. I would go down with the ship. I can't let a player that talent go. I, I also don't entirely agree about the shutdown thing. I, I see what you're saying about having been hit by a pitch. If that turns out to be a bigger injury, then they're not going to risk the injury. But I don't think the Red Sox would shut him down based on what they're paying him if there's nothing, you know, like if it, it's no injury issue. Uh, I'm going to be a terrible well, why person. Why not? I, mean, it's not- I, I feel like there's some Nicholas Castellanos going on here. I feel like he can't possibly be happy with the competitive nature of the Red Sox. It seems to me when he's talked a little bit that he's questioned that. Oh, I I think that's a fair statement. And by the way, it's one thing to sit Martinez if you're trying to get people to come to your stadium. But this season, there's no reason not to sit him. If if you have someone better to play. Like, if they're just going to play Yairo Munoz at DH like they did yesterday, then that's ridiculous. But... Maybe they want to lose and get the first pick in the draft, right. second pick. Because I mean, got the maybe, first pick, but, but the problem for the Red Sox is they they really don't have enough outfielders to fill the games. Oh, and he's not even right. an the fact that DH. all of Boston Twitter after that trade was talking about, oh man, we're going to have to play JD Martinez in the outfield, and that's not good. Tells you a lot about the situation playing time wise. I think it's going to be really interesting, like which teams shut uh-huh. players down early, like. Josh Bell, J.D. Martinez, any of the pitchers that matter on those teams. 
Um, you know, Renato Nunez like, hurts his elbow and it's a two-day thing. Uh, you're done. You know, like, I don't know. Like, and we're not talking about, you know, future stars. I suspect either. it's going to be much less than it usually is. But you're right. It, I'm curious to see what the impact is, especially over the final week. And that final week is going to matter in a lot of right, leagues this that? year. It's going to matter a lot more this year. I mean, over six months, you can get a 10-point lead pretty easily. Yep. Over two months, you can't. All my leagues are close. It's going to be a fun week for us with the uh, the matchups day-to-day, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Bundy was kind of pivoting off of that with J.D. Martinez. Would you be more likely to cut ties with him or Pete Alonzo? I'm not worried about Alonzo. He went on TV the other day, or we're talking to the media the other day, saying, you know, he's hitting the ball hard. He's just hitting it's bad luck. And I looked it up. He's kind of right. Like his, his exit velocity is down from last year. Launch angle's down a little bit. But the walk rate's fine. The K rate's fine. He looks engaged, unlike J.D. Martinez and Castellanos from last year. So, no, I don't think I would ever drop Alonzo. Um, well, I don't want to say ever. I mean, in two weeks, I, we could be dropping everybody. But, um, no, I, I'm more likely to cut J.D. Martinez right now than Pete Alonzo. I'm, I'm thinking of sitting him in my one of my leagues, and that's just crazy. World. Ditto. That's all it takes. That's a good answer. I, I have nothing there. else to add to that. I don't. No, nothing wrong with that. Sean wants to know if it's time to move on from Yastrzemski and Santander. If so, what other orange can he juice down the stretch? I, I, Santander just homered yesterday or today. Um, I don't remember which. Obviously, he didn't homer on Thursday. But, like, I, he just homered. Um, Yastrzemski... I wrote about for Wednesday when I wrote about basically don't add these giants. So don't you don't want Donovan Solano. Yastrzemski's numbers do not tell the story of a 300 hitter hitting 30 home runs. So he's going to be overdrafted next season. If he just if he ends up this year staying on the path he's on now, he's going to end up being overdrafted. I can't see how we could rank him as a top 30 fantasy outfielder. Basically, he's hitting for average, modest power, scoring runs because he leads off. Tristan's making a face. I'm, I, I don't, I'm looking at I, – I, I, I don't remember who it was. I just had the discussion. Oh, I know what it was. It was in another trade. Somebody was trying to suggest that Brandon Lau was in a rut. And I said, you know, we're being really harsh on players to say that eight days of so-so play is a, quote, rut. That's the same thing with Santander. Where, where's the slump here? I don't see – I don't see the slump with either one of them, frankly. So I would wait a little bit. I mean – Look, there's players that are rostered in way too many leagues, and maybe that's a blog I need to write. But I, I don't think those two are really there. Like, let me look and see what outfielders like, are I, the most I don't out of drop criti- list. I never aim to criticize the question or the asker of the question in this case. I get that you have to make rapid moves in a year like this. But I also think sure. that Santander has, has earned a little bit more patience at this stage. If you want to drop um, Brian Reynolds of Pittsburgh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a bad five weeks. He wasn't supposed to do what he did last mm-hmm. year. I'm cool with that. You want to drop Avisel Garcia? Sure. You want to drop Dylan Carlson? It's been a month. It ain't happening. He's still going to be great next year. But Dylan Carlson and Joe Ordell aren't getting it done. If you want to, if you want to drop them for, um, who are you adding? I guess McCutcheon, Ian Happ, um, Winker. Sure. Hunter Dozier. Sure. But not for Alex Dickerson. Um, it just depends. I guess it depends. If you want to drop Victor Robles. Whose only thing was supposed to be stolen bases, and he's not doing that. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm cool with that. But don't drop him for Kevin Pillar, you know, or 
Clint Frazier. I, I don't know. You just got to come up I, with someone I think, better. That's all. Or you mentioned Reynolds. Reynolds hasn't shown it at all this year. Santander and Yastrzemski have shown it for the majority of the season. They were number two hitters again today, and their teams have not been sitting them. Talk to me when they're batting eighth or ninth like Andrew Benintendi was at that point, or they're sitting them for a day's rest or something. I think that's the point where you start moving on. Oh, we got some breaking news. Will Myers on the injured list. That's not cool. You're just a professional. He's adding the next question. I didn't even look. Um, but now that he's on the – like, I I looked up Will Myers' splits because I was going to write about him recently. But I, I was writing about the Padres every day. It's it, it says unspecified reasons. So he could be back from the injury list in two days. It could be a test. But um, Just the other, that stinks. The other, uh, yeah, Williams. that's the other move tied to it. Taylor Williams sent to the alternate site. Wow. So they traded for him, and he's not even on the active roster. That's how deep they're both. Even without Pagan. Yeah. Franklin Barreto on the active roster. Yep. That's good news. You like him. Yeah. They should play him. And I, and I did buy him. In Why wouldn't they? As I told you, I would. Um, Why yeah. not? Why, what else anybody. am I going to spend it on? Why not? I, you know what? I've got $100 to spend in NL labor, and there's another guy in the league, and he listens to the show. Oh, He's 100 no. So I'm not even going to And it's all my fault. I should have 104 but I don't. All right, what's uh, is that? It? What's a Will Myers? He was, but question? you kind of talked about him already. So I have a question: How are you addressing the elite pitching, like the top tier for twenty twenty one? Like we've got the names we know, but then you've got Darvish, Bieber, Freed, guys like that that rank in the top ten this year. Has tier one grown? Is, who is tier one for twenty twenty one? All right, tier one for twenty twenty one is Cole Degrom. Scherzer and for me Bieber. I'm, I, assume, Tristan, I am I more sure Bieber that Bieber is, Bieber is making... in it than Scherzer is in it, which tells you I can, I can okay. be talked into Scherzer. I'll I'll want to do a little bit of looking at the underlying metrics to make sure there's no age thing. But I think you're right. Oh, Bieber's, Bieber's there, there without a doubt. He's Bieber's in. The- but why why is Darvish not there for us? What do we? What more do we need to see? The problem I have with Darvish is that. It, there isn't a lot of volume over a lot of years in U.S. play. Neither is there with Bieber's Bieber. given us two. Well, I mean, I know it's an abbreviated season here, but these two seasons, based on the full schedule, has given us dominance for that year and a half. You know what? I, I, I'll say Darvish is not in my top tier, but he's in my sure. top ten. Sure. Darvish has made my I, top I, ten. Has to be. I mean, we keep talking about the upside for Jack Flaherty and Walker Bueller, and here's a guy, yep. he's just doing it. Yep. He's getting it done. So I, if you tell me that you want to rank you Darvish over Flaherty, Bueller, Darvish might, Darvish uh, might have Strasburg. earned a spot in that tier two that still belongs in the top ten. I'll also argue has, that Lance Lynn has, has probably also earned that too. Lance Lynn over Freed for me. I want to see more from Freed because I didn't think he was great last year. Aaron Nola is in that second tier. Um, Chris Paddock could still be in that second you know, tier. Giolito's yep. there. Giolito's definitely there. So that's – they were top ten guys. I will not put Sale there. I will not put Strasburg there. Uh, Morton Where I will not Nola put there. Put himself? Snell might – like Snell maybe. Where's, where's Aaron Nola placed himself? Yeah, he's. I just mentioned him. I think in he's second, there that's what in I that thought. second tier. So I think, I think right now I would say the second tier in, in the top ten – Flaherty, Bueller, Clevenger, Darvish, Nola. 
I don't think I'm forgetting any, but maybe Paddock and Snell. But right now at Giolito, I do I think, think come year end, 10. I will say that I think Flaherty's still in my top five. Oh, I, I don't think he's that. in that first tier. He's got a shot, but I think he's more likely in the top five, high in the tier two. All right. All right. Is that the, what was the Will Myers question after all? Because obviously if he's on the injury list now, but, but it could be two weeks or two days. I don't it was know. just about but, where does his value stand moving forward? So, I mean, if he's hurt and can't play, obviously they're. I mean, look, good deep lineup, and he's hitting. The reason I brought the name up is because he's actually hitting right-handed pitching. I, I thought a reverse split going on, and he? if a little reverse, like better against righties. The fact that he was hitting right, see, he wasn't stealing any bases, um, which is a problem. We need him to steal, you know, mid-teens, not this year necessarily, obviously, because not enough time. But no, he was not a reverse split at all. He hmm. was destroying lefties. And I don't know what I'm saying. He he was hitting for power against righties, but not average, not walks. It's, it's an average 782 uh, OPS against righties. But if if Will Myers can give us like an 800 OPS against righties, that's something he hasn't done ever. So I'll say when it when it comes to the right. D, uh, the uh, DL IL thing right now on September 2nd, you're looking at a, a, a September 12th activation date for a year that ends on the 27th. Move on. It it almost doesn't matter the player at this point. You can move on. It, it matters the injury, though, Tristan, because like I said, if Will Myers just had a, a just was commiserating at dinner with somebody who might have the virus, he might be playing it, by Friday night. Is it COVID night. or was it 10-day so, IL? It doesn't, well, it doesn't say that he's injured. That's what I'm oh, telling so you. Sus- so, oh, yeah, it's on the injured list. We don't know what it is, okay. so don't drop him yet. He might be playing this weekend. Uh, and by the way, who else is playing this weekend? I just saw somebody's coming off. Oh, your guy, uh, Glaber Torres. Glaber, who, really? You know, he's I did not, not see that. I just what I saw. He was out um, another two I to four did. weeks. Oh well. Oh, you know, I want to look. I don't know if we're in the same place. <laughs> Basically, we're doing a show meeting during the oh, show. He, that's um, his but, plan. Wow. Okay. Bold by him. Yeah, that was just yeah, just right before we started taping. He said. All right, let's answer uh, Kyle's trivia question. I think we've taken you off trivia from now on, and Kyle's going <laughs> to Trivia! Trivia that Kyle will ask. See, there you go. I thought you were going to say that Tristan yeah, see, doesn't know. Next. But, yeah, that works, too. Oh, that works, cool. too. Yeah, all right, so uh, yeah, we, we'll we reset that. Pablo Lopez, six straight starts of at least five innings and no more than two earned runs. Who are the two pitchers under the age of 25 to do that in 2019? Well, I'll say Shane Bieber is incorrect. He's, I think he's over, isn't he? Of course. Over 20, you sure? No. What's his age? No. <laughs> I think he's It's close. I know. that. That's the part that's going to catch us. I think he's he's 25 now, but he was 24 okay. then. I yeah. don't know what the question is. You are correct is, in that he's 25 now. You are incorrect with the answer. Like, I know he just he turned didn't do 25. It. Okay. Right. Wow. He did not do it. So why are we so wasting our I'm time? I'm going to blow it on the age um, thing because the first guy that came to mind for you was just, was uh, Zach Gallen. Not a bad guess, but also incorrect. We've talked about one of these guys, or mentioned one of these guys today, not the other. Well, I was going to say Mike Soroka. Soroka. Nice. Is accurate. That would be not the guy we mentioned today. So, Flaherty. Well, Flaherty. Oh, Flaherty. yeah, that second half. That was the Chris yes, Medlin second half that he just went yes, on. Sir. Good work by you. Soroka was a good call. Good question. 
Well, I mean, Soroka, I know is young. I know him a little. So they had dinner nice together. Uh, they had dinner together two weeks hurt. before we all went into quarantine. I feel like I know him because I know like like somebody who's it, friends with his family. Um, the all right. I don't care if you do or don't. <laughs> My hair. You know what? Like I was playing softball and the hair with like a hat on is glorious. Like it moves in the wind. It's a little bit curly now. It's been six months and two weeks since my last haircut. And I don't care. The people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I love it. And that's really all that matters. But I want to hear Tristan's answer here if he likes the ponytail. Of course I do. Come on. I'm jealous of you that I got my hair cut a month ago. I would have loved it. I would have loved to have seen have where to. my hair went to. You know, it would, it would have been a really horrible sight, of course. But your your hair was not growing at the same rate mine was. It, it kind of. Yeah, so my like hair it. grows the same way yours does, right around the ears and nowhere else. And I wish it grew like right here, but it doesn't. <laughs> yes, we're we're <laughs> we're losing our hair. Um, all right, that, that, we're going to end the show on that. I mean, Kyle's twenty five years Kyle, old. Kyle, we want to borrow some hair. Yet, send but, it uh, our way. Come on, Eric got the hair right now. The old guys on the team. I got a yeah, lot of hair going. On. Yeah, no uh, hair issues. It's. It is impressive. No, yeah. Look, my wife tells me to cut my hair. I'll cut the hair. We need a live scream. Oh, there will be no live scream. We got to make something it. happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening to the little fantasy focused baseball that could. Um, we know it's football season. We, you should be listening to that show too. But um, there will be no fantasy focused baseball over Labor Day weekend. So our next show will be in one week on Wednesday night, September 9th. Uh, anyway, everybody, please have a happy, safe, healthy Labor Day weekend. Not just Kyle and Tristan, but everybody listening to our show. Thank you so much. And, uh, hey, have an awesome weekend.